0: Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses.
1: I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator.
0: So I have to tell you, Tara... I felt like I was being chased around my house yesterday because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but the work from home thing, like there's just no boundaries, right? So I'm, I'm sort of making dinner and I say sort of, cause I'm getting a fair bit of help from my, my spouse, but <clears throat> sorry, I have something on the stove. And so I have 20 minutes before I need to go back into the kitchen and I wanted to get something done. So I went, I took my computer into the dining room And I started to do stuff on my computer and then certain members of my family came into the dining room and started having a conversation. So I picked up my computer and I walked into the living room and I sat down there and continued what I was doing. Certain other members of my family came into the living room and started having a conversation. So I picked up my computer and I went into our playroom and I shut the door and the light and I finally got what I needed to get done, done, (laughs) do you ever feel like you're getting chased around your house just trying to get something done or trying to get some privacy
1: oh my god yesterday I don't know what was up with my oldest daughter Sienna but she was on fire and like she wouldn't stop talking probably because school started today so she was nervous mile a minute I'm trying to like walk away from her after a while. I just can't do it anymore. And then she's hovering oh hovering over me, like literally standing over me and just talking. And I said, You just have to stop talking and like give me two minutes. it was it was actually funny because she's been so crazy, but I said, I don't really get annoyed with her. I'm like, I'm really annoyed with you. right just <laughs> have to stop talking. And then last night it continued. She came into my room and she's like, it's like oh my God, never stops. So- it's probably
0: just so exciting for them to be back at school, you know, and to be able to like come home and have things to talk about and have it be a more social experience than it was last year.
1: I think so too, and I was I was telling Joe before we started this. I dropped her off at school today, and she was a bundle of nerves, and I loved every (laughs) minute of it. Not because I like want her to feel that way, but it's just I remember that feeling, and you got to get through it, and that's the only way. Like you know. She didn't start high school last year in person. So this is almost like the first day of real high school, even though she's in 10th grade. I'm sure you're, I don't know if your daughter had the same situation. I think they were in school, but she knows people, which is better than starting without knowing people. But it really is the first time that she will start,
0: you know. Yeah, that's very exciting. It's very yeah. exciting. By the way, what is going on on your arm right now? You have a whole stack of bracelets, like jangling. What? Tell me what they are. So um
1: it's very on trend, Jill. You gotta start stacking it up. So every bracelet is different. I have you know, I have some from some people gave me who made this, a woman made this leather wrap around so cute. And one is I don't they're all from like a long time ago. Anniversary gifts. This couple I bought myself, another gift from a vendor. And so I just I love silver and gold together and I thought what a good way to like be able to wear it all together and then add other jewelry on your neck and your fingers and whatever.
0: I love it. Does it get in the way of, of your like daily activities you find?
1: Only when people say it's jingling.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, when I'm filming, I obviously cannot wear this stuff because it is loud. It gets a little loud, but no, I mean, I, I don't wear it when I'm shooting because be, it's too much going on, but it's fun. Try it,
0: Joe. (laughs) I will. So today we're going to talk about how to find and reach out to investors. If you are a business that is fundraising or um, thinking about starting a business and you think you might want to raise outside capital, how do you go about finding, finding people who are going to loan or invest money in you? So Tara, I know you have a lot of questions for me.
1: <laughs> I do because I'm always curious of this process. It's not a process in which I've engaged in. Um, I don't know if I'll ever have to. And if I have to, then I know I'll know what to do. But what? how do you go about finding investors or reaching out to them? And I guess the first question would be, I guess as a business, you know you need investors, correct? Like you would know that.
0: Well, that's a good place to start. You uh, not every business needs or wants investors. It is it's a function of your own. It's a function of your business plan first of all. So, what are your goals for the business? Are you looking for really aggressive growth? Are you looking for just something more steady and stable? Um, and, and then and then the next kind of level of questioning is: uh, Do can you fund it yourself? If you're looking for aggressive growth and you're you're, and it the business does need money to do that. Can you do it yourself? Um, do you want to do it yourself? Do you want to put in your own money? you know or do you want to take other people's money? So those are, those are kind of some fundamental questions you want to ask um, to start off with. And then if you decide that, yep, I want to take outside money, then you have to think about the different kind of pathways to get that money. And um, it's a, it's a pretty big topic. so I don't think we're gonna be able to get to all of it today. We'll probably just scratch the surface, but um, you know, you want to make sure first of all that <clears throat> you're thinking about the right set of investors, because there are lots of different types of investors out there, right? Like, there's like your Uncle Bob who maybe will give you a hundred bucks, you know, or there's or there's um, you know angel investors, kind of a step up who might give you twenty five or fifty thousand dollars. Um, and then there's a step up from that, which tend to be funds, like, you know, seed funds, venture funds. And then when you go a little bit bigger, there's private equity. Um, and then there's also bank debt, the bank loans, um, bank funding. There's a lot of different ways to, um, to, to get cash into your business. Um, and then the other thing you need to think about in addition to like the type of investor is the type of funding vehicle. So do you want to take on debt? Do you want to owe someone money or do you want to sell a portion of your company and have it be equity? So a bunch of different considerations to take into account.
1: I remember a couple of years ago, there was a client of mine wanted to invest in me and start a business that was like, I'm the stylist, but I have a lot of stylists under me. And I was flattered, but it didn't, it wouldn't work for so many reasons. First of all, we live in Boston. There's not that many people doing what I do. And um, there's just not that many people so into fashion, like of a New York or LA, but also as flattered as I was, I really had to think about, is this a step in the first, do I want to take other people's money? And what would that mean? And I, is that right for my business? So that was an interesting situation to be in. And it made me think in a lot of areas that I would not have thought otherwise.
0: And so you you decided not to take it, obviously. And so what made you decide that?
1: Yeah, I decided not to take it because I don't think that business model was good for my business because of where I live. Um, If I were in like a New York or LA, I might have considered that, but Um, Also, I didn't want to take other people's money at that point in my business. It seems like and thankfully I didn't because then, you know, then COVID happened and that would have been very detrimental. I didn't know that obviously then, but I felt like I wasn't ready for that responsibility and my business was not in a place that could do that.
0: Yeah, it is. That's a really hard decision to take other people's money. Um, I mean, it's particularly hard if you know the other people, <laughs> if it's, you know, friends or family, um, or as you said, clients, like it that's a very hard decision and I've been in that situation and I have decided to take money from friends and, um, it's, uh, it's gut wrenching and it, and it definitely puts a ton of pressure on you, but, um, that is, that's part and parcel of growing a business. If that's your goal, if your goal is to you know, grow aggressively and not, and if you can't put your own money in, or you don't want to, um, that you, unfortunately you do need to consider things like that, but it is tricky. And it's, um, in terms of findings, I know you asked me, how do you find uh, new investors or find investors? You know, there are a bunch of different ways to go about it. One of, If you're looking at a a more institutional investor, so if you're an established business and you're trying to bring in um, outside capital, look at competitors, look at who's invested in them. And sometimes that works out because they're looking for more investments in the same area. Other times it doesn't work out because they've already placed their bet in that industry. Um, But that's one way to start. Another way to do it is um, just to mine LinkedIn and just try to find, um, investors who are interested in the industry or the area that your business is in and ask for introductions through LinkedIn. And I've always been really surprised, pleasantly surprised at how helpful connections are on LinkedIn. Even if, even if it's someone you haven't talked to for a long time, most people are really, really happy to help you help put you in touch, um, with someone they know, or find a way to help you get in touch with that person. Um, So don't underestimate LinkedIn. It's a fantastic tool to network your way into potential investors. And I would strongly recommend networking. Like don't waste your time reaching out cold to um, funds or through websites. It's sort of like looking for a job. It's not going to get you where you need to be um, as as well as networking will. And you know how much I love networking.
1: And this question might sound a little ridiculous, but... I think it's important to answer. Obviously, you need to know your business model. When you approach these people, you need to know, I, I almost think of it like the shark tank. Am I right? Like you need to know everything. They're going to want to know everything. And so just be, I, I'm asking you, but I'm also probably just saying you probably need to be mindful, right? Of like every ounce and every aspect of what you your business is.
0: Yeah, you're you're definitely right you need to know it cold. It doesn't mean though, and this kind of goes back to one of our other episodes on overthinking, don't overthink it. Just, you know, you don't, ha- it's a startup most likely or an early stage business. So you are not going to know everything that's ever going to happen to your business or that you're ev- every obstacle you're going to overcome and how you're going to overcome it. You you're never going to know that. So just put your best effort in and try to think about every aspect of the business. And the most important things, that an investor is going to want to know, they're going to want to know that you have a really solid plan for how you're going to get to your objectives or your goals for the business. They're going to want to know that there's there's a solid team running the business that has relevant experience and has proven themselves before. Um, they're going to want to see some traction. So a little bit of like, you've succeeded in some small way in proving out the concept, Um, they're going to want to see financial projections. So they're going to know what you envision the business is going to return over time. Um, and then probably most importantly, they're going to want to know how you want to use the money. So if you're asking for money, where are you going to put it in the business? Why do you need it? Um, and how can they be assured that it's going to those places?
1: Well, this is all very helpful. Jill, if people have questions, can they reach out and ask you?
0: Yes, I'm at um, jill at jrkadvisors.com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts. jean shorts.
1: Short shorts. Boy shorts. Tennis shorts.
0: Cargo shorts. Beaded shorts. Running shorts. Or shorts.